As Betty concluded her reading this morning, verse 11 really jumped out at me as I reflected on it. It's just unbelievable. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. Did you capture that? The same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. How are you living? (laughs) Are you living to that truth? Are you living to that reality? The words you see on the screen this morning were the very first words that I heard in my seminary experience. The very first sentence of my very first class as I sat in Pittsburgh Theological Seminary on the Tuesday after Labor Day saying, what have I just done? (laughs) Friday, I left the office at West Penn Hospital and said goodbye with still some people saying, you're doing what? And I enjoyed Labor Day weekend, and I came into my first class in seminary, spiritual formation with Dr. Andrew Purvis, and this was his first sentence to the class that day. Can one spend a lifetime of reading, teaching, thinking, and writing about God and have no vital experience about God? Think about that. Now, I know that's set for a seminary context, but I want to place it in the church context. Can one come to church week in, week out, engage in person or engage in line, serve at the church, go to Sunday school, be in a life group, check the boxes, and have no vital experience of God? I believe that Paul, as he wrote Romans 8, and and we stopped at verse 11, Paul reminds us that if we're a follower of Jesus Christ, we have the same Holy Spirit within us that raised Jesus from the dead. Are we living like that? Have we asked to be empowered and filled and equipped by the Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead? And so, friends, I want to ask you to listen to or turn to John chapter 14 today because Jesus made a promise. Jesus made a promise to his disciples that even though he was steps away from the cross at this point, in John's gospel, this begins what is known as the discipleship sermon of Jesus. He steps away from the cross And he's going to talk to his disciples, share with his disciples some very intimate and powerful things. And one of the promises, speaking of standing on the promises of God, one of the promises of Jesus is that even though he was going to be crucified, dead, and buried, and on the third day, what? Raised again from the dead, he wasn't going to stay on earth forever and ever And ever, but he said, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And so I thought it would be good in the midst of our series of forgotten God, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that is living within you right now if you are a follower of Jesus. The same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus made an incredible promise. 
And so let's listen in. We're going to read the scripture through. We're going to walk through a couple teaching points this morning. And then we're going to just pray. Don't worry, not for an hour. (laughs) Probably not even for five minutes. But we're going to pray and ask God's Holy Spirit to be revived within us this morning so that we can be who God created us to be, no matter what age, where you are in the journey of faith and life. God's Holy Spirit lives in you because Jesus made that promise to those who follow him. John chapter 14, beginning with verse 15. Jesus says, If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. God's word to us this morning. Jesus' promise of the Holy Spirit. I'll never forget in 2008, at an all-church retreat in steamy, hot Florida, The subject of that weekend together was the Holy Spirit. Okay, the Holy Spirit. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? I had my mind on going to another conference. In fact, I had to leave a little bit early that Sunday afternoon before the retreat concluded to catch a plane out of Orlando to fly up to North Carolina to get to Montreat for a small church conference. And so my mind was almost thinking ahead. But as we engaged that weekend retreat... There's four 
words that have stuck with me these past 13 years, four words that I have offered in prayer in the midst of joy, in the midst of concern, in the midst of when I'm really nervous and saying, God, what are you doing? Holy Spirit, take over. Say that with me. Holy Spirit, take over. That was the theme of that weekend. And there is so many times, friends, when I have had to utter that breath prayer, sometimes in desperation. Holy Spirit, take over. You know, friends, 40 days after Jesus rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven. The day when Jesus returned to the glory of his Father, And just before leaving his disciples on that day, Jesus promised again that he would send the Holy Spirit to empower them to be his witnesses. He was again footnoting what he began in the Gospel of John. Ten days later on Pentecost, we heard about that earlier in this sermon series, the promise was fulfilled. The Holy Spirit was poured out and the disciples were empowered. Some people call that being baptized with the Holy Spirit, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to do mission and ministry that Jesus was sending them out to do. After receiving their commission from Jesus to be his witnesses to the whole world, the first disciples were told to wait into Jerusalem until they were clothed on high to wait for this empowering, this equipping of the Holy Spirit. And so, friends, to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, means to be initiated into the empowering work of the Holy Spirit. That same Spirit, as it says in Romans chapter 8, verse 11, that what? Raised Jesus from the dead. I think Romans 8, especially that verse, helps us to understand the role of the Holy Spirit in terms of becoming a child of God and a follower of Jesus. The Holy Spirit wants to take over our lives in a good way, friends. Not to control us, not to manipulate us, but to fulfill the calling that Jesus had in his heart and his mind for those that followed Jesus. And sometimes I know, I know that I'm missing that vital experience of God because I'm too busy thinking about God or doing other things or checking off boxes or moving from one meeting to the next. Even if it's a a Bible study or a great church meeting, we can just get into checking off boxes just as Dr. Purvis reminded us in that very first day of seminary. We're going to learn about Jesus, and I learned about Jesus in seminary. But Dr. Purvis was saying, don't forget not only to learn about Jesus, but to experience his renewing, equipping power. And that comes from the promise that we find in Scripture that Jesus says, even though I'm ascending to the Father, what's coming? Who am I sending? The Holy Spirit. Jesus says in verse 15, if you love me, keep my commands. I think I need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to keep Jesus' commands. I don't know about you, right? (laughs) And I, 
Remember in chapter 13, we usually talk about it on Holy Week or Maundy Thursday. Jesus gave his disciples as he washed their feet that night. What did he tell them? A new command I give you to what? Love one another. And so think of it this way. We need the Holy Spirit's help to love one another. And as we love one another, we're loving Jesus. We're fulfilling the calling that Jesus has for each of us to love one another. And let's be honest, even in the church, or as some pastor once told me, especially in the church, it's hard to what at times? Love one another. Listen to one another. Empathize with one another. Get along with one another. But Jesus says, as you keep my commands... As you keep my commands with the Holy Spirit's help, I know you're not going to do it perfectly. There's grace involved. He said in verse 16, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you be with you forever. Another advocate. The word another. Say another. Another Another can mean two different things. And there's actually two different Greek words The word another can mean exactly the same, right? Or if you say, give me another, that was bad, it means exactly maybe the opposite. You know, I I try to convince myself that when I have that ice cream craving late at night, (laughs) I'm I'm just going to get a little, little dish, right? a little custard-sized dish, and I'll get my vanilla ice cream, and I'll put my peanuts on it, and I'll put my caramel syrup on it, and I'll eat it very quick, and I want what? Another. I want the exact same thing. I just feel better because I didn't fill up the big bowl. I just took two different servings. That's being the same, right? You've had maybe an experience buying something that didn't work out. And you don't go back, even if you have to return it and say, I want the exact same thing. I want something else. I want another version. Well, what Jesus is saying here is, I'm going to send another exactly like me, exactly like the Father. You're not getting second best or third best. And sometimes we do that with the Trinity, right? We think the Father's on top. Jesus is in the middle, and the Holy Spirit, the forgotten God, is down here. No, Jesus says, I'm going to send you another true friend, another advocate. I'm going to send you myself, even though you're not going to be seeing me in person. And so, friends, we need to realize that Jesus keeps his promises. The Father keeps his promises. And Jesus goes on in this text today to to allow us to understand that we are united in Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit, experiencing the love of the Father as we seek to follow Jesus every day that he gives us. Dr. Tony Campolo said that, I was in a New York theater watching the musical Man of La Mancha. How many of you have seen that or heard? Yeah, Man of La Mancha. And he said, unexpectedly, the woman next to me started whispering emphatically to her husband, stop that, stop that, you're embarrassing me. Dr. Campolo said, well, naturally, I was curious, and I I leaned up to look at her husband, 
And he was a properly dressed man in his theater best, right? Looking like an upper middle class man. But what he was doing was sobbing uncontrollably. And Tony said, I knew why he was crying, because it was of that man on stage, Don Quixote, and he was singing the theme song, right? To dream an impossible dream. This man was weeping as he heard those words, as those words poured out over him. He was singing, Don Quixote was, about beating the unbeatable foe and striving with courage to go where the brave do not go. He was singing to the audience that the world would be richer because one man, bruised and covered with scars, still strove with all the courage he had to reach that unreachable star. Dr. Campolo said, the man was crying. He said, I knew it, because he had lost his dream. Somewhere along the line, he had lost his vision. And so, friends, I don't know where along your journey of life that maybe you just are going through the motions right now. Maybe church is just on the the checklist. Maybe Jesus is just a good person. Maybe Jesus is just someone we're supposed to follow. And we've lost that passion and that vision where we are moved. And it's okay, dads and granddads and men, right, to cry. It's okay to cry. But maybe today we need to open up our arms and our lives and say, Lord Jesus, fill me afresh, fill me anew. Empower me with your Holy Spirit. And as only Dr. Campalo could say, he says, perhaps it was at a Baptist revival meeting while singing for the 20th time, just as I am, or at a Presbyterian church retreat on the 50th verse of Kumbaya. (laughs) But somewhere in some place, God spoke to you and gave you visions and dreams. And I pray that God is giving the kids today in the midst of the beautiful creation near Yosemite. Visions and dreams that he loves them, and this is how he wants to use them. And we need the Holy Spirit's help. Jesus promised us help is on the way. A true friend, a comforter, an advocate, a counselor, someone that lets you cry, someone that lets you shake your fist when you're frustrated, someone that promises to never leave you nor forsake you. And so let's ask God's Holy Spirit this morning. Let's ask God's Holy Spirit this morning to quicken our hearts, to give us a vision and a passion for being the people of God that he's called us to be as he sends us to many different places, into many different situations, joyful and troubling. And we seek to follow Jesus. Wanting to trust the Lord, friends, is a form of trusting him. Taking that first step. Wanting to trust Jesus is a form of trusting him. Wanting to love others, as Jesus commands us, is the seed of loving others. Friends, Jesus is the author and creating of that wanting within us. And by his grace and love and patience for us, He sends us the Holy Spirit, just as he promised, who can transform our wanting, our desire, into doing. 
And so I don't know about you, friends. I, I, I want to be doing for Jesus, not so that I get the attention, not so that you get the attention, but so that Jesus' name is glorified. Amen? That Jesus' name is glorified and people can encounter and, and get to know Jesus through our words, through our actions, through our wanting to trust Jesus. There's grace involved. Because we're going to fall down, we're going to stumble, we're going to get tripped up. And yet the Holy Spirit is right there living within us. May we be filled. May we be empowered. And may we be, I'll put that up on the screen one more time. Say it with me. Holy Spirit, take over. Say it with me. Holy Spirit, take over. Let's pray this morning.